Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of the ProGems podcast here on the Five Star Network. And today we have a special show with the year-end awards from last year, 2023. And there's no one better to talk with me about it than a special person in my wrestling, in the wrestling community. Sanjay, how are you? Hi, I am indeed in your wrestling community, even though you are a member of my Discord server. <laughs> I no, mean, um, I'm glad to I be back. took yeah. it over, to be fair. True. It's a constant power struggle. No, uh, we, uh, I was here for the half year awards, so I wanted to come back for the year in the awards because I watched way too much wrestling. Uh, th that is one of our faults, I guess. Yeah, I mean, of course, um, the, the half year awards. Of course, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's, it's kind of you know useless. But um, of course, still out there. We ha also had Dylan on here. I asked him not the Dylan that is on the last episode, but another Dylan. <laughs> Too Dramatic many Dylan. Dream Dragon Dylan. Yeah. Dramatic Dream Dragon Dylan. Right. Yeah. But sadly, he couldn't make it. So this time, it's just us two. But the concept won't change. Of course, of the words. I think the words pretty much explained that pretty simple. And you know, we have both watched a lot of wrestling. So I think yeah. we are more than qualified to give out our awards for it. So, uh, for the awards itself, we have multiple awards. I will just read it out, and we will talk about it step by step. First of all, first off, we have the Rookie of the Year um, for those only qualified after July 1st, 2021. Then we have Most Improved, Moment of the Year, Best Major uh, Show, Feud of the Year, Promotion of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, Match of the Year, Most Outstanding Wrestlers, so the wrestler, male or female, who had the best in-ring output. Then we have Joshi MVP of the Year, which is just... Um, and Male MVP. So just, you know, there's also counting in drawing power, what they did for the promotion, and so on and so on. We will come to that when we have this. So uh, I would just say we just kick things off with the Rookie of the Year. Do you want yeah. so? How do you want to go for it? Should we just mention <laughs> honorable mentions first, or should we just say the obvious winner? Because I think we have both the same. Yeah, we probably have both the same. Like I, there is a lot of people who I would consider rookie of the year. A lot of people in uh, in any other years would be like in contention for rookie of the year outside of the obvious winner. Um, <laughs> Uh, a lot of people, uh, like I, I mentioned it in, in Dragon Gate, uh, that we a lot of those people are people I would, uh, I would give uh, like give that wreck. But of course, this isn't a Dragon Gate podcast, so I won't mention them. <laughs> but I will mention, um, as usual, people from Actress Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I because I can. Uh, I will mention uh, Koki for the first half year was a very strong contender for Joshi, Rookie of the Year. Uh, she sadly started to regress a bit in the later half. Um, I, a lot of her focus was kind of lost. Um, and she kind of took a step back. But someone that took a step forward during that time was Sakura Mizushima, who also started the year off pretty strong and kept the year going pretty strong um 
she was one of the uh, girls that joined during the restart and she keeps improving on her high speed game and kind of uh, it feels like a mix between uh, Misuki and Meisuruga but less uh, goblin you know <laughs> it's yeah. it's weird to explain it like that but uh, yeah definitely uh, Sakura Mizushima is one and uh, the other one outside of actress girls I want to mention is uh, Kao uh, from Iceroom. I forget her last name, but Matsushita. Yeah, Matsushita. Because she is she is new, right? I'm not wrong. Um that. yes. Yeah. At the twenty twenty one, at the end of twenty twenty one. So she Yeah, so right. she counts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but of course the obvious winner I have. Yeah. We, we will come to that because I think there's a there's a bit we can talk about him. So uh, the, the focus should be first on the ones that we would miss out. Of course, Kaoma Tsushida, um, her biggest match of her career she, um, at Remania, where she lost to Ibuki Hoshi in like a 25-minute really great match for the Ice Cross Affinity Championship. Her entire yeah. rivalry, or like the, the three matches she had this year against Ibuki Hoshi were like really good. Um one of the more underrated or going under the radar rivalry this year. All of them are worth checking out if you find them online. Then, of course, um, if we go outside of, of like, like, like outside of the obvious ones, there are some some other Joshi wrestlers I want to give a shout out to. Um, Evolution Joshi girls, Chichi and Stones. Yeah, both uh, really different from each other. Gigi more of the typical underdog babyface that found her role really well whenever she is in the match. While Sounds is more of the breakout star between the two, considering her great look, her 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 powerhouse moves and all of that, she quickly climbed up the ranks and is in important matches. In Oz Academy, for example, she's teaming up with Hiroyo Matsumoto and even was there in the semi-main event for the Yukama Buntai. Uh, Buntai. That's wrong. Uh, book, uh, Yukama Budokan show. Yeah. In the freeway match, that was really good. She also had other 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 most notable spots, of course. Um, in 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 Oz Academy, where she where she often teamed up with with Hiroyo. but also of course, I mean, it's it's part of 2024, kind of kind of not with the Yuya Uma tournament that she won in Senegal's, and. Well, she had a great year, especially for someone who debuted in March this year. Uh, for Gigi, she's more, like I said, more like the typical underdog babyface, but she works well in her role. Um, she, she's more connected with Sari, for example, and started a little rivalry that ended up in attacking with Kizuna Tanaka, uh, another rookie that I want to give a shout out to. I'm sorry, I'm gonna give a lot of rookies here a shout out. Um, Kizuna Tanaka from Wave, the daughter of Minoru Tanaka and Yuma Fukawa from uh, both like both wrestlers. She's the only the third Japanese wrestler that ever had two parents that were both pro wrestlers. Uh, the other two both from Dragon Gate with Ishin and his brother. I don't know his yeah. name. <laughs> the other brother. Um, he he's retired. He. Yeah, he's retired, but I don't know his name. Um, she, she is more of a mix between her father and her mother. A 
really cool underdog babyface with this with this little bit fire in her that you need to really stand out if you have this kind of gimmick. Um, but she mixes it up with the technical style of her father, including the arm boss that she uses or more of the technical style that she has in it. Um, she won the Wave Tech Team titles together. She's the only one on this list, I think, that already won a belt. My list, at least. Uh, that won a belt um, in, in her home promotion Wave, together with Hanaka, who's also a rookie, of course. Um, debuted at the same time. They debuted against each other in April. She's more of a high-speed wrestler that has this, these agility moves, does a lot of tiharas and all of that. She is great. She goes a bit under the radar compared to her rookie partner because Kizuna has all the hype uh, and because she mainly gets the spotlight, kind of. But but Honoka is really good. Someone to, to keep their eyes out to. Then the last one I want to give a little bit of a shout-out is from Just About. Um, Atsushi Inaba, the sister of Tomoko Inaba, Fuck. many of you. I forgot yeah. about her. God, yeah, it's it. it's it's a must mention, right? Yeah, uh, Atsusa is she is <laughs> likely outside of the winner in ring wise the best one because she yeah. is she has a karate background. She is a black belt and was on national wide tournaments as in 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 the child. I don't know how it's called in a, in a child division thing. Uh, because she's just turned 16 years old and she's legit really good. Simply because she can include her shoot background into her wrestling matches and it works so well for her. Yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> like, she, I, I mentioned it uh, when I was watching the Stardom opener uh, from Dream Queendom. Because I was watching it with a uh, with a friend of mine who doesn't really watch wrestling, and I uh, I mentioned when Kisuna was in that. Oh yeah, she she debuted this year. She's like sixteen years old, and she's better than everyone else in this ring. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, she is a fantastic pro wrestler, and like she has the potential to. She has this confidence that you need as a wrestler early on. Yeah, you just see when she's in the ring, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, sometimes you don't see with rookies, and even don't even major promotions. So she just has that, and of course, um, I think um, she's better than her sister was as a rookie, like yeah, a year into her career, and the potential upside she has as as a future star is. Is definitely there. If it's in just about, because she's definitely gonna be the girl in just about. No. Um, if the moment Tomoka decides either to leave or Tomoka gets older, so she will definitely be one to to look out for. Did we forget anyone? Um. Like I, I've limited myself to only one member of the actress girls roster, but I can okay. mention like so many. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think this is good enough. Uh, let's give it to the obvious winner. Uh, yeah, Sukujimu. the obvious winner. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's no really 
really anyone else that we can mention. No. Um, the obvious winner is obviously Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah, true. No. Um, Logan the Paul. The obvious winners, of course, Old Japan's Yuma Ansai, uh, who debuted at the 51th anniversary. Was it the 50th? It was the 50th. The 50th It was the 50th year. anniversary in the Nippon Budokan against Yuji Nagata in 2022. In, yeah. And since then, he wrestled around around 100 matches, exactly 100 matches now. And you would not be able to tell that. Not only because of his wrestling itself, because over the past year, he improved a ton. He, if, yeah. if, if he if he was a rookie, you could easily say he's the most improved wrestler. Um, but just as not only as a wrestler in ring wise, he's so good, but his entire perf- how he looks, how he acts in the ring is just incredible for his age and experience. The fact that he, everyone, the fact that everyone bought into him beating Yuji Nagata. Uh, for the title, he, when she, so he was like under a like under half a year or like exactly half a year in the, he was into like his career, forty matches into his career, we all thought he's gonna beat Yuji Nagata. Yeah, and the fact that we all uh, like thought he would be win that match just tells you everything. <laughs> like this guy is clearly ready for start of the, the future like he he is not only like the 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 rookie of the year for this uh like award which counts like uh, the, the only like the the pure gems <laughs> but the, yeah. he is also like the the leading rookie of the year in everything of wrestling uh and yeah he yes. is it's clear that this guy is going to be amazing and he's, he is already amazing. It's tough to be against, like any find anything against him. Um, along this year, he had a, a good, a really good champion carnival, I would say, compared to how the carnival was as a whole. Yeah, he was an N one victory where he pretty much he, he didn't imagine it in terms of winning, but he had these two great matches against Nakajima oh, and Goshizaki that were yeah. just just great. And he also, of course, had this the singles match against Kenta Mihara at the anniversary show of Kenta Mihara. Like, you yep. need to say, think Kenta Mihara was able to pick one of his, of, of likely was was you know decided to pick him outside of KVIP, which is also a big thing. And then, of course, he started attacking with Ricky Honda, which is going well for him. And the chance that he's winning his first gold in twenty twenty four is high, really high. Yeah, they should have won the tag, the the tag league. But... Yeah, I guess I, I get why not because you don't want to end the Cider Brothers reign. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would, I would at least hope so. I could see Nakajima no Mori winning, but it's another. Yeah. Um, there's like so much upside with him. He's clearly presented as the future ace of whatever promotion he's gonna wrestle in five years. Because he's just that good, and he he knows it. Yeah, but he's twenty four years old. That's pretty young. <laughs> he has this, this. No, I I only you know it's he's pretty much the perfect example of why Old Pan was so good last year because 
he's young, fresh, got pushed and delivered, like many yeah. other talents. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have anything else to say about him? No, um, I I think there's a strong possibility of him um, winning the the triple crown this year. Uh, yeah. Depending on who beats Nakajima, I don't think he beats Nakajima. I could depending... see him winning the champion carnival. I maybe, maybe it might not be this year, but I could see him winning it yeah. before Yuma Yuma Awagi did in terms of age. Yeah. Um, I think there's a strong possibility of him and him and the Honda beating the Saitos uh, when they, they should. It should. They be. should. They should. Uh, and, he yeah. also, and he will also obviously get the title shot against Nakajima this year. Yeah. Uh, and I think when we will look back on his 2023, we will see that the, the that was just a taste. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, he's going to get so much better. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's, it's going to be keeps, scary. Yeah, if he keeps... Up the pace he's going right now, he we are looking at the superstar, but yeah, I, I think that's enough. <laughs> yep, so <clears throat> moving on to most improved wrestler of the year in 2023. Uh, so I would just say, I think we have different winners here. Do you want to start off with your winner and then we go through the horrible honorable mentions afterwards? Um man, I this one was a hard one. Uh because I was watching like I was watching uh in 2022, I was watching All Japan pretty not that much. Uh like I was watching it here and there, way less than I watched in 2023. And a lot of the other uh, promotions I was also watching way less. I, I don't really have that much of an opinion to give, so I would have to give the opinion on how they started the year and how they end the, how they end the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, the, the clear ones that have uh, improved the most since the start of the year and to, to the end of the year is the Saito Brothers. Yeah. Like, c- clearly. Yeah, I have to sing one. Yeah, I couldn't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Considering uh, and... how we called how we called them bad wrestlers at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and now they have a legit great title run, and we want to see them holding the belts longer, not only for longer, but defending them against cool tag teams. Yeah, says enough. Even though they are not, you know, they are. Bit older now at this point because they, they started really late with wrestling, yeah. like 37. But now they're entering the time where you are like, okay, you really need to invest in them. And I think, well, just run with them as a tag team. They're good as a tag team. Ray Saito, you watched DL. How did you do, do there? Because I did not. He, he, was, he was pretty okay in, in the like Dio. Uh, this year wasn't that special. Uh, <laughs> I only saw the blogs and I was like, nah. Yeah. Um, it was a clear story built between uh, Naya and Rei Saito, and that was definitely both of their 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 best matches in the in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
which was a pretty great match. Like I, I rarely praised Yuki Onaya, but that Yuki Onaya and Ray Saito match in the DO was really, really good. Uh, outside of that, we got to see him do uh, Ray Saito do his comedic, uh, do comedic uh, matches with Tirada, which was really, really funny. And uh, yeah, I, I, he did, he did pretty well. I, I would give him like a B for his uh, DO performance. Yeah, Jin Sider doesn't have that much focus as a, as a singles wrestler, for example. But I thought his champion carnival match against Zuma Awagi, when he beat him in the Kurikan, that was really good, for example. What, of course, uh, one of them had one of the worst matches of all Japan's year, though, in, versus Tiok in that tournament. Yeah, that was Jin. That was Jin. Oh, God, that match was. Oh, that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Tiok didn't care, and no, we we forget about it. We just forget about it. Um, <laughs> but as a tag team, just to go into it, why they're so good? Uh, their matches against Kentomihara and Yuma Wagi, for example, the two that they had. The first one where they won the tag belts in their hometown in uh, Kakuda was fantastic. The the thirty seven minute match. That I didn't expect to be that good. That was pretty much a turning point for many. And like, oh, the side was maybe good. Yeah, I remember it's dreading to watch that match and then watching the match, and I was like, oh, that was really good. <laughs> this is really a really good match. Um, yeah, uh, but of course they were working the best, the best workers in the company. So yeah, that's uh, true. There, there's a slight caveat there, but uh, yeah, I I think they were definitely the most improved throughout the year. Uh, I have some honorable mentions, though. Yeah, same, 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 same. A few. My Dude. biggest honorable mention is the entire actress girls roster. <laughs> <laughs> now I want you to list all of them out of your head. <laughs> no, uh, pretty much ev any everyone that debuted after the the uh, the restart, which is like half of the roster, uh, more actually. Uh, and yeah, they they've all made major steps in improvement uh, from last year, and like this year, they uh, actress girls became like a actual work rate promotion in some parts of their uh, where they weren't in 2022 uh, after the restart. And yeah, the, 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 they've all improved so much, and I will mention a lot of them uh, later in the later awards also. Uh, so honorable mentions, no, no, no winners for WWG, sadly. But uh, yeah, there's some, um, just a lot of uh, a lot of uh, good improvement there, and it, it is noticeable if you go back and watch the first show of the year and see the wrestlers, and then you go and watch the cork and then see the wrestlers. Yeah, like you see, yeah. especially Shika Goto, you see how much they've improved throughout the year. I don't watch actress girls much, or it also can't can't really say anything about it. But but just trust yeah. him; he has a podcast on it, on a five star yeah. network that you all check out. Yeah, yeah. So he will know it. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of wrestlers that you easily can mention. Um, a few that I have in my mind: um, Osumu Watanabe from Glade. Yeah. Had a standout year. The problem just is it leads to absolutely nothing outside of him just losing. Yeah. Well, that's great for you. Um, that's great. Yeah. 
have you seen this this one fan voting award from some website japanese website no glade finished finished like 19th behind like michinoku pro and and 2aw oh man that makes me so happy <laughs> um uh, Ryoko, Ryoko, oh my god i'm portraying honda uh honda yes. from uh, uh japan Two I want to give a shout out to is Sumika Yanagawa and Misa Kagura from Just About. I I didn't discover them this year, but I watched more of them this year, and they got really good. Especially Misa got a pretty good. Misa got really good this year, and I think a lot of that is almost um, like, of course, most of that is because of Just About. that, but I think also a lot of the work she has done in sealing and Bystrom other... especially. She she Bystrom has like also, yeah. done so much like real work in Bystrom just and that just pays off for her because she has like 100 matches at this point and it's not the, the Kiss Me Tea Princess gimmick that pretty much bit holds her back with the comedy stuff in it. So it's just pure wrestling. I'm, I'm sorry, it sounds yeah. so dumb. But that that helped her a lot. Together with Sumika, Sumika has a problem that she's not as charismatic as Misa. But she's a really good pro athlete and knows what she's doing. She's confident in it and uh, improved a lot this year. Both won their first championships. Um, Misa won the uh, singles championships. Misa won the JT Old Girls title and the Prince of Pro Wrestling title, while Sumika won the Prince of Pro Wrestling title and together they won the Ice Room Tekken titles. So they were pretty successful years to them, actually. Yeah. There are two I want to give a shout out to. I would even say that Rising Hayato had somewhat of a breakout year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But I wouldn't count him in as, as like the most approved simply because you have seen glimpses of it last. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely had. Uh, Dan Tamura. Oh, yes, yes. He was def- definitely. His, his fi- final like four months were really great. Yeah. Yeah, um, if like the the entire year, if his entire year had been the final part of the year, he would have been like a shoe in most improved <laughs> like leader. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's someone that, that definitely you know deserves his flowers, especially the part, last part of the year. Another one that I have is um, Riku Kawahara. Because I think with her getting more opportunities now with signing with um, Marvelous, she got easily way better quickly. Because otherwise, before that, um, she was able. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I, <laughs> I just want to point out that I have been a fan of Riku Kawata from the start. She's been great. Yeah, she, from the she, start she has been good opinion. for a start, but I think that, that that's why I wouldn't count her up. Because yeah, see <laughs> glimpse of it, but now she's yeah. I I, I understand what you mean. right training and the right exposure. And she and she and Maria finally has the titles. Yeah, let's see what they do with them. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I I can't think of any more. Yeah, okay. I I wouldn't count her in as most improved because of course we have seen a glimpse there, but simply in terms of climbing the ranks, uh, Unagi Sayaka. Who went yeah. from getting fired from Stardom to, well, it's in 2034, but selling one one point two thousand tickets for Kirken Hall. Yeah, that thing, that's thanks to her 2033, though. <laughs> like she, yeah, yeah, correct, correct. 
that's one with the gun period that deserves that definitely deserves a shout out here. Yeah. But otherwise, we mentioned everyone, I think. There's like a lot of wrestlers, of course, that improved this year. It's it's gonna be a cool 2024 for a lot of them. I would at least yeah. hope so. Then moving on to the third award, moment of the year. Oh boy. That was an interesting one. And I'm interested to see. I would just say we start off with the winners. Then we talk about the rest of it. What do you have as your winner to the moment of the year for you? Um, this one was a hard one. There was um, I think I there ha- was an obvious one. Okay. I, um, I can start if you want to. Yes, you start. You start. Um, it happened recently, actually. Uh, December 25th in the Kirken Hall, it was Masashi Takeda winning the King of Freedom World Championship. Nearly, I would say, nearly a year after coming back from his, um, over like one and a half years, coming back from his hiatus because of his wife passing. Yeah. That was yeah. a fantastic match. Likely the best death match I've seen this year with oh, a fantastic sure. crowning moment. Yeah, I, I was going, I actually had that match written down as an honorable mention in match of the year for deathmatch match of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so spoilers for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, I, the whole, the whole wife part of it, I didn't really realize until like today when I saw the like some promo. Trans- oh. Yeah, I, and then oh. I, Rewatched it and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this this is even this hits yeah. even bigger now." Um, it, it, yeah, first the, the promo that we mentioned is after that he won the King of Freedom's title. He said that um, when he when he won the belt, he looked at the ceiling and saw his late wife who passed away, and he wondered if she was watching and what he's doing there. And it was yeah. just. An, amazing moment to see him he, he was even crying and it was just just emotional and amazing to see him still succeed after all that what happened in his personal life yeah um yeah i i definitely agree that that is up there uh i it's it's weird because i we saw it in 2024 but we counted as yeah 2023. yeah uh but i what i want to mention uh that made me really happy uh, which is like one of the most uh, best moments in all Japan this year was Yuma Aoyagi finally winning the Triple Crown. Oh yeah, definitely. And being draped in like all the titles he had. Like I have the shoe pro. Like uh, um, Yannick, my my podcast partner in Dramatic Dream Dragons, he bought me the shoe pro uh, off the, uh, off that picture of Yuma with all the titles. Because he knows he knew how happy I was uh, during that moment, and it it was it was a very cathartic like reward uh, for investing into Yumos for so long as we did, and I I didn't think he was going to win there um, because I thought no, Kento was going to beat especially uh, with Nagata. with the Ashino thing, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, no Ashino, yeah. So that was awesome. Uh, Another one I want to mention from all Japan uh, that isn't my winner. Uh, my, like, my winner is Yuma uh, winning. Uh, and 
definitely an honorable mention to the to the hit the K part, but uh Katsuhiko Nakajima uh debut in all Japan where he comes out and through through the roses in the face of of um uh Kento after Kento lost, which was like a feeling like oh you should have won, what the hell? Yeah, it <laughs> like, was, that awesome, was awesome. especially it was so out of nowhere considering they would have expected him if Kento won, right? But you wouldn't have expected him if Kento lost. Especially yeah. considering he still had no idea he's open. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the last, last one that, that is an honorable mention for me is uh, during during a match uh, in, uh, I think, in like March in Corican for uh, uh, Aquas Girls, Shiaoki turning on the Royal in the match and joining Beast Rebellion during the match. And basically having her heel turn. That was straight out of Dragon Gate. And you know me. If a turn feels like a Dragon Gate turn, I will love it. <laughs> like, this, that was... Like, that was almost more memorable than most of the... Than, than any of the turns that happened in uh, Dragon Gate this year. Because it felt more like that kind of turn. Uh, very unit warfare based and stuff like that, and she immediately uh, had like um, the fo the photo of a beast rebellion and basically turned the switch, and it was awesome. Uh, Shiaki was a great character worker throughout the year, and that turn was the start of it. So yeah, that's my beast uh, rebellion is the faction of act. Yes, uh, or Act isn't a member of it n anymore because she isn't an active member of the roster anymore. Yeah, but but it was. Weird. Yeah, okay. yeah, she was the founder. Now it's Ayano Iria who is the leader, who is hurt sadly. But yeah, uh, I actually count Shiaki as the leader because she's the most charismatic of them all. So okay, okay, make that makes sense. Okay. Do you yeah, have any uh, honorable mentions? For yes. Yuya Oki winning the Big Japan World Strong Championship in, in oh, May yeah. uh, against uh, Yuchi Kobayashi. I think that was a fantastic moment with all the backstory of uh, Aoki coming back with his injury. And then it was one of the sh most shocking upsets in this year. Uh, beating Yuchi Kobayashi and ending his 400 plus day title reign, nearly 500, to begin his era of, of Big Japan and Pretty much crowning himself, I, I would at least say, the, the new ace of Big Japan with Okabayashi being gone for like another year now. That was a fantastic moment for me, because first of all, the match was one of the best of the year in Pro Gems universe. We will come to that, of course. And just simply, the, the entire story they told with his injury, him coming back, overcoming everything, and then fighting his way into the biggest match of Drangate's year and then upsetting and defeating the top guy for the last years was just cool to see, especially in such a match. Um, another one for me is that kind of went under the radar. It was on a um, ice rim show, the anniversary show of Hamakuhashi, where uh, the dropkickers, uh, Tsukasa Fujimoto and Tsukushi Haruka made a surprise comeback. Um, run in, I would say, and hit their typical moves towards um, a crying Hamakuhashi 
that was just an emotional moment as someone who has been following ice stream for like a while now and saw these two wrestle and especially since they are not yeah. wrestling or at this point uh fujimoto was was still not back even though she had like two matches now and um Tsukushi just was retired for like a year by then so that was really cool to see and the last one i have wrote down is uh, magenta winning the triple uh free waa tag team titles in the Kurikan hall where they defeated uh, nagajima and iroha in this 28 minute I, main event tag team style match yep yeah, that's the i'm good we're gonna talk about that match later <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a fantastic one. Um, yeah, that that Magneto winning the tag titles was, was amazing, and the crowd. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> um, then I'm I'm sorry. I already have like so much. Um, an important one for my wrestling uh, fandom this year was the Year End Wave show, where it ended with Kizuna Tanaka and Honoka winning the tag belt and. And, and Yuki Miyazaki finally winning the Regina the Wave belt after like 16 years of, of trying to be the, in the top of Wave. Um, as someone who has been following Wave closely, one of the bigger Wave fans out there, it was cool to see the belts getting back to Wave and seeing these, these wrestlers that I have been following, especially Yuki Miyazaki just getting their crowning moments. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh... I I wish I watched watch more wave, but I I didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's sometimes worth it, sometimes not. Yeah, I would say it like that. So, moving on to best major show, and I'm interested to see what you have there because there's a lot of great shows, but yeah. for me there was not like this is one out of the box amazing one, except for maybe uh, one actually. Uh well, well, we'll see. I I I think we're gonna. This is gonna be a very varied one. I first of all, I want to ask you. Uh, yes. Can I? <laughs> can I mention a show that didn't happen in Japan, <laughs> but was a Japanese promotion? <laughs> I mean, you can. Because as an honorable mention. I will give it give to Shoko Pro Live in London. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that definitely counts. Okay, that definitely counts. Because I was there in the building and that was amazing. Uh yeah. It's wrestling live is fucking awesome. And finally seeing uh the 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 promotion that kind of helped me through the pandemic, Shoko Pro uh, got to move uh in person was just awesome and they did a a like a show that felt true to their style and their their roster and it was so fun to see them there i wish the people uh balianaki could have made it he he, he sadly couldn't uh, make it in time um there's so many uh, like there was so many highlights for me i i from ever since that show i have been such a fan of Sayaka and I think she is she should be like talked about more as someone that uh, is just amazing because man that that opener between her and she was uh, awesome 
and yeah, uh, yeah, definitely one one I would uh, mention just because of the fan as aspect of being there in person. Um, but my winner, uh, I I couldn't give it to any All Japan shows because I always there's a lot of the matches on All Japan shows that I do, uh, on the cards that I just don't care about at all. Yeah. Um, so I had to th think, and I thought back to a show that I loved top to bottom uh, in November. And that was uh, one of the rare Sendai Girls show I could watch in full because they are fucked. Uh, Cork and Hall uh, pay-per-view for Sendai Girls. The show that ma was main event with Basari versus Mike Iwata also had Asha Kong's best match in five almost five years versus Dash Shiyosako in a hardcore match. An amazing Team 200 KG versus Riku Kawata in the Roa match. The Roa match. Like, so many other things for this show I just loved. And it was a show that it was well-paced. It was well-worked in almost every match. I think, no, every match, actually. And it was very... It, it had everything I want from a Joshi promotion. And... Yeah. They should run shows more often because this was the last uh, show I've watched from them at all. Uh, yeah. I hate their serve. I hate the way they produce shows, but they put on have, great have shows. You seen they're now starting to upload shows for 2023 at the beginning of the year now. Like they're uploading yeah. the pay per views like beginning of the year. I'm like. Come on, I just want to we, see the We match have seen April. the pay-per-views. I, I just yeah, want like to have... see the match like June. Do they know that we have bought the pay-per-views? We don't need to see that. <laughs> oh, man. What I wouldn't do for a goddamn YouTube membership. like uh, Sometimes I feel good to have Sony. <laughs> oh. God, like, Pure J does the right thing, like. Can't Sendai Girls also do that? Like, then they would be running in contention for promotion of the year. Yeah, oh, yeah at least, at least, them. match quality wise, definitely. Yeah, the storylines yeah. would be missing, but like the big moments, but like match quality wise, 100%. Yeah, yeah but that was a great show. Um, it is a lot of good Sendai Girls show for me. I thought the, the one with, with Nuts Poipus Hirashi Moto was a great one, even yeah. though I was not the biggest fan of the. Venny versus Mika Water matches, which I match, which I always have the problem with with um Senegal's main events because they are so short for some reason. They're always like, uh, like what I liked about Sari versus Mika Water uh in on the on the fifth of November was just that it it felt it was a short match, yes, but it felt complete. Yes, yeah, that's true. So, sorry, and Michael Water felt really complete, and they, it, it was it felt like a part one to a series almost. And it just this was the start, and it was a complete start at that, is what I mean by that. And I, from what I have seen of the results of the of their shows this year, I think they are still continuing that thread. Uh, and I would not be shocked if they actually go there uh, again. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, but yeah. What is I your expected show a, another show from you, actually, because this, for me, 
I well, guess, not this this one best show because simply, like I mentioned, it was not like this one button button to top great matches all the time. But I I took the one that I had the most fun with, I would say, and that's the Fuminori Abe and Takuya Nomura oh, yeah. show. Um, I think it's called We Are Fighting Detectives in English with the great, of course, not the main event, one of the best matches of the year, if not the best match of the year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fuminori Abe versus Takuya Nomura. Then yeah. you had this really cool uh, Daisuke Zekimoto and Yuki Ishikawa versus Daisuke Keda, a Miro Fujita match. Super Tiger versus Kaito Yano was, was maybe the, the one downer they had on the show. But also the undercard was good. Hideki Suzuki versus Yu Isuka was, was really fun. I made Hideki Mark, to be fair. And Hikaru Sato and Yashi versus Ikuto Hidaka and Fano Mas- Mask Toba, I think. I, I, I don't know. I, I have it out of my head. Um, yeah. That was also a really cool match. Of course, here the upside of, you know, one of the best matches to hear that elevated this entire entire, entire show to a different level. But the main part why is just because this show was different from what you normally see in Japanese wrestling that often these days. Yeah. It was more of this old battle art show type of the matches they had and more of a more of a shoot fight rather than but not like shoot fight in terms of UWF matches, but but done in better in my opinion, and that just made this show so cool. Especially with the short runtime, you were able yeah. to see it live on Wrestling Universe. I just loved this. Movie. I I will forever thank the wrestling gods that they were allowed to put this on Wrestle Wrestle Universe. It, I am when n- prominence where no. it was in Wrestle Universe. Yeah, I am. I I. <laughs> I have no idea how this came through, uh, but thank you. <laughs> Whoever did that, thank you, because if this show had been on like Nico Nico, it would not have had the same impact as it did. Um, or like, maybe if it had been on Psycho, but then again, not a lot of people would have uh, bought the pay-per-views then. And yeah, it, it, it's it's great that it was on Wrestle Universe. Um, and yeah, uh, great, uh, great one to have. Uh, we were, I will, of course, talk about the main event later, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, otherwise, um, otherwise, I would shout out to three ism shows, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the second one was a bit better than the first one. I think, yeah, yeah, I agree there. I think three has the potential to outshine them both. Um, next week. Yeah, it's it's um, all about what Takazu we get and what you all we get. True. Um so one more thing. Uh like I want to mention as always an honorable mention to the Hanukkah memorial shows. Yes. Um uh memorial show pinks this year. Uh of course just it, it's it's good that uh Kyoko uh, wants to do them still. Yeah um, definitely because... always always shout out to her. It, 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 it always helps. <laughs> it's always good to see people supporting her as well. Yeah. Um, it always helps just to have a day dedicated entirely to Hanukkah Moore's memory. Uh, because I, like, if you follow me on Twitter, you will see that during that day, I do not tweet about anything else but 
Hanakimura. I like, I I that whole day is only dedicated to her because, yeah, <laughs> uh, she had a big part of my fandom. Uh, and yeah, that yeah, for sure. that's the shows I can remember. Do you do you have any like of the um, big promotion of all Japan? Uh, any all Japan show that? The yeah, the one with Nagata with Ansai, uh, because of the not, not really because of that match, I thought it was just good, but I thought they had one of the best two of the best tag team matches of the year with Imperial yeah. Gems with Strong Beach Havers, Wildland Giants, and then Yuma Kento, Yuma, uh, Yuma Awagi, and Kitamiya versus Atsuki Awagi, Rising Ayato. I think yeah. that shows pretty much up there, but it's like. Like you said, just the undercard was too weak to make this a show of the year contender for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I don't think I actually watched that show in full. I think I only watched the last few uh, the last few matches, with, which all hit for me because I was on vacation at the time, and then I wo- uh, watched uh, all of them, uh, like all the three matches that got hyped <laughs> in my old album. But yeah, I, I agree there. Um I would I would give a honorable mention to uh, Endless Survivor, uh, Big Japan. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh like that would uh, Big Japan's Yokoma Burugan show was pretty good. Like I I thought they did a great job that that uh, that day to keep like to have like uh, because go Golden Week is of course a lot of people like are focused on other promotions, but I thought it was cool because Big Japan uh, still had a lot of people talking about them in, in a week where everyone is talking about wrestling. And it, it uh, was not really because of a one simple match with the main no, event. No, the entire the, show was, was really fun. You had yeah, this uh, Astronaut versus Similarity was awesome. Yeah, do you had this Iron Cage death match even in the undercard? Oh, I love that match. Like, Kenchu <laughs> versus Kikuta and Ishikawa, I think. Uh, the Kachi Tomato versus uh, Kura Sekifura match was really fun. Of course, I think the only down match that prevented this show from being really great was yeah. the death match title match with Kobayashi beating Kamitani. Yeah. That was way too long, and Kobayashi's just not. The wrestling yeah. anymore that you want him to be, even though we had a worse ta- a worse champion to see with Matt Mendel, but that's another thing. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The, that was a good show, um, and yeah, I, I don't think I can remember anyone else. Uh, obviously, honorable mentions to all the Bakugaijin shows; those are always fun. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't just say that because Chris Brooks is my, I'm a like associated friends with them but uh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> no they, they always have fun shows that you can check out yeah. Well, I was, yeah no we mentioned it. yeah moving on to the next award so feud of the year or feud slash story of the year and of course that's always a difficult one because many of the feuds told are just not finished yet yeah some some are just yeah but there's for me it's tough in a half year award i had um, 
I start off with honorable mentions. In a half year award, I had the uh, Orisa Nakajima versus Young Girls with um, Itsuki Aoki, Riku Kawahata, and Ayame Sasamura, Riku Kaichu, and so on as, as the feud of the year. And I don't think it held up that much towards the end of the year, even though it was a really good one. Orisa had these great matches against all these young girls, either tag or singles matches. Um, I think that that all delivered and made the first six or seven months of, of seedling really good. But then it, it's kind of, you know, just ended there. And for me, this, this one major match was missing to make this a great, like one of the best feud of the end, at the end of the year. Because otherwise, I mean, I would even prefer her, her little story of Sari over it. Not only because yeah. of the singles match they had, but also the many tag matches they had against each other and with each other, even though, it, like, um, okay, I too, no, I, I take it, yeah, with I, with each other as well, with the yeah. Rogue Matsumoto and Riku Kaito match, for example. I forgot about this match. Um, I think that feud is high up there. I would, I would think you have both of them as well on the list, at least, or consider. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I have um, I have a, 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 a story also. Uh, well, mm-hmm. a continued uh, focus of a, of a promotion and that was uh, Miguano's uh, ascent to becoming the big face of uh, AWG and yeah. winning the ti- winning the title and having the best title reign of Actress Girls uh, history. Uh, surpassing Anu and uh, Takase's legendary runs, which like I call them legendary runs because those two runs are what created Anu and Takase's the the wrestlers we see today. And Miguano somehow uh, like did be- did it better than them because for her, a uh, a lot of the builds to like they they were always building to a new match for her, and they were always I like I will mention this um, way more when I talk about Josh MVP, but. She like every build match to her, her title matches were always selling you on like a what they were gonna do, and each match made sense. Each of the opponents who challenged her had reasons to want to beat her, and it was a great thing to follow throughout the year. And you were always questioning, uh, questioning, is this gonna be it? Is this gonna be the the one who finally beats her? And in the end, she gets beaten by the the the. The veteran, the head trainer, like the the the, the obvious veteran, the, the Shuri's apprentice, uh, Mari, and it just makes sense. So yeah, I, I just wanted uh, that is probably my leading one. Uh, I also oh. want to mention Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Kento Mihara. Yeah, which kind which kind of started in Noah. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean th- that's my winner. Um, yeah. I you, you need to count in the Noah match if you just count yeah. in the story. You count have to count in both Noah matches. Yeah, yeah. both Noah matches. Yeah. If you just go by match output, by creating hype, by the story they were telling, by where they are now, I would even say that the story is harder than ever if you have seen two matches. Yeah. Um, and remember, this was a match where Corkin were the loudest they were the, the, the entire year. 
for the and they first were the loudest minutes. for Kenji who was not who was the outsider. Yeah. And of for, course, you know, we, we you know we don't need to mention how great the Inokiism Transformers was from Kenji Mihara uh, from Nakajima in the second match. It's just they ticked all the boxes that you need to have not only a great feud, but a great feud storyline that elevates an entire promotion or two wrestlers. Or just in this case, and Katsuki and Kojima to the next level. Yeah. It's, it's tough to argue against them in, in some form for me. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, I can't, uh, I think that it might be my winner, but I also just wanted to shout out Miko Ono. No, no, uh, Murray, 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 and Ono oh, no, deserve them. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the thing is with them, just just to mention someone as someone that doesn't work. It's with with Miku is just she is pretty much the face of actress girls rise in twenty twenty three. From especially if you look at the numbers they are getting. Yeah. In a curriculum. I mean, of yeah. course, the act the act one is out of the mind. Well, the, the act one was advertised as Act Yasukawa's last big singles court in the main event. Like that yeah. was on the on the poster. It's to, it, I think it actually yeah. said that on the poster. So yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's that's out of out of this box because it's on Act and not on Miku. Yeah, we we saw that with later numbers, but she was pretty much the one that helped actress girls have a great year. And, was they the leading figure for them getting a bus, not only in Japan, but especially internationally in the Joshi scene. Yeah. And they don't uh, like they don't announce the attendances for the Shinkiba first ring shows, but I do know that the Shink the Shinkiba first ring shows for actress girls, and especially the matches where uh, the shows where she's defending the title, are the are some of the most attended uh Shinkiba first ring uh shows of of the year like then i see like they are like all japan in shinkiba first ring when she defends the title there and like all japan when they go there are always filled of course um yeah so and that and that not a lot of i i know it's just shinkiba first ring but there isn't a lot of promotions who get a full shinkiba first ring no no definitely not Especially even though the it's just they, shinkiba the, one, first the ones they can they go go to Shin, shinjuku yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I I would say uh, one I want to give a shout out to is at the beginning of the year the the little Noah versus All Japan feud they had going on. That was a cool one. Yeah, and but now it's become All Japan versus DDT. It's so way better. Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't continue <laughs> continue much in in terms of to, yeah. to really rise up, and especially it it transitioned into Kentomihara versus Nakajima more than anything. But it yeah. had some cool matches, especially with the uh, with Inamura versus Kento, for example, or the six man tag with Masakitimiya. And I don't know who against against Kento and so on. That was really cool. So they had some fun matches, but in the end, it's just the, the, the last step missing to make this a great feud, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Senna Girls um, for not uploading shows. Um, yeah, that, uh, I mean, Dash I think that I think that is my, uh, I think that is my feud of the year, actually. Yeah, that's always up there. Yeah, always uh, gonna always gonna make this joke, even in five years' time when they still don't upload their shows. I'm gonna mention. I, I mean, in five years' time, we will see the 2024 matches. So, 
it will be time to mention it again then. So, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that promotion infuriates me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, just I I'm so I'm sorry for the synagogue fans, but yeah, we we suffer with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So going on to promotion of the year. Well. Promotion of the year always is no award is, is interesting because you can see it from multiple directions or like multiple standpoints. Um, first of all, where were they at the beginning of the year? Where were they at the end of the year in terms of um, attendance, in terms of momentum, in terms of buzz and all of that? And also you kind of view it from a standpoint of how much did you enjoy the, the product? Yeah, And I tried to include both into it. Uh, to to be fair, it, it still ended up with the same winner. If I, you know, took the f either viewpoint, <laughs> because for me there's like a clear one. Yeah, uh, I mean my my one. Yeah, but but one yeah, promotion of the year in everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I would just shout out as an honorable mention, Seedling. Yeah, uh, they had a really fun year. What they have been missing for being in the promotion of the year role is more for me just. Is just this this buzz or this interesting thing going on in the second half of the year. Because after yeah, the Sari yeah. versus Arisa Nakajima match, it was like nothing. Yeah, and uh, the yeah, and like them only running one show per month is kind of yeah. hindering them for me. Like I. Because there's a hard to get, it's very hard to get invested in them as a company if they only run once a month. Especially when, when, like, when one of the two stories they're telling over the years, and that's a Sumiri storyline. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mention is, of course, AWG, the yeah. <laughs> Actress Girls. Um, for me, the uh, Actress Girls was the uh, was the best Josh promotion of the year. It, it, it beat Stardom. It'd be Tokyo Joshi. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, that is mainly because they had a coherent uh, story throughout the year. They had, they were, they never uh, went uh, away from it. They never, they had, and they kept it interesting throughout the year. They had direction for the entire year. A lot of the people felt like they were do doing stuff and didn't feel lost in the shuffle. And yeah, the it's if and the work rate was on a level that you wouldn't expect from actress girls. Uh, like it was a mix between uh, TJB uh, uh, TJBW's like idol wrestling and the 20, uh, 2012 uh, stardom wrestling, where you see Fuka's training on these like idol wrestlers and you see them wrestle like the the stardom wrestlers wrestled early on and. It was a very, very fun promotion to follow throughout the year, and I really am glad for the, all the uh, like. I always will try to like get more hype for them, and uh, I, that's of course why I started Aqua Stage <laughs> by podcast covering them. Uh, and it's kind of like you you kind of need to invest into them uh, to fo understand what I'm talking about, but. They are so worth it when you invest in them. Um, but yeah, my winner is, of course, All Japan. 
Yeah. Um, there's like, it's it's tough to argue against them. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, alone if you look out on on the in ring product itself, you yeah. had maybe the best output. You had the most match of year contenders in the pure gems. You had the most big matches that delivered in the pure gems universe and all of that. So it's tough to argue against them for that. And main, mainly it's because of Kento and Yuma Wahagi, to be fair. But still, yeah. um, you had, for me, the best tackling wrestling in Japan this year there. With yeah. incredible tag teams from in the junior division as well, of course. Then yeah, I I'm, uh, just want to mention Atsuki Ayuagi and Rising Ayato on like random Shinkiba first ring uh, shows. Had like amazing performances every show, <laughs> like yeah, they, they had like, in like four star flat matches with with like yeah. every single time, and with of course different lineups and all of that, but still, yeah. Uh, all Japan, I, 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 they just kept they they were the promotion that kept my interest throughout the year, every, like every month, uh, yeah, like. And I'm talking in all of wrestling right now, actually. There's even DDT and Dragon Gate had months where I was almost like forcing myself to watch them because I had a podcast about them. Uh, and then New Japan, I always have pro troubles with some months. But for me, All Japan throughout the year was someone I watched uh, like every. Every month I watched like uh, half of what they did. I loved most of what they did. They they had moments like Yuma winning. They had matches like Yuma and Kento had two great matches this year. They're on such a great level. And uh, they had the attendance to prove that they also belong there. Yeah, for sure. Um the, the, of course, the biggest upside they had this year is, is simply the freshness in terms of the young talents getting pushed. We have talked about Yuma Ansa earlier. We have talked about Yuki Honda earlier. But also in the junior division, Rising Ayato and Tsuki Awagi got both their first bigger pushes this year. Dan Tamura is also really young. Uh, Yuma Awagi, 28 Triple Crown champion, got in, pushed into focus uh, this year. Rio Inoue's moved up the card. You had so so many, and that mixed up, of course, with the with the veterans that were there to put over and help the young guys to get to the next level. Especially, um, um, especially Suwama, Suchichikawa, um, Yuji Nagara, and and Kojima, who all did, and, and Suzuki, who all did the part there and to help them. It made just all Japan. Must watch pretty much this year. Yeah, I would describe it as must watch. Um, the only only thing I thought was not really good was the Champion Carnival. Yeah, that's the uh, the, the main thing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but now there that 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 was like one month, and still you had these great matches there here there. Yeah, yeah. Um. And uh, e even even with the controversy over Christmas over Christmas break and uh, oh, yeah. all the all the rumors and uh, oh the WWE Simon is coming up. in going to 
by the whole promotion, uh, all that th drama, which is like unneeded. It's, it's, uh, I, I only can for, speak for myself. Yeah, definitely some who are a bit turned off by it, but I don't think they lost any kind of momentum and have forward to the shows. Yeah, and like, it's like, so... When it happened, it was something different, to be fair, but now, when, when it's kind of calmed down now... Yeah, and like, but like really the fear-mongering people do about it is just so unneeded because there's it's never going to go that far. It's just Simon and Oki doing Simon and Oki things. We have seen yeah, them yeah. thousands of times. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the Japan is such a hard place to get into like that. So yeah, it's not Europe. Um, not yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I have. Um, I would. I, I as as we said earlier, if Seedling had actually uploaded uh, throughout the year. I, they would be in the running for it. Um, I I've seen a lot of people uh, uh, give Pure J the uh, yes. nod here, and I I respect that. I am so far behind on Pure J. I might as well just uh, uh, wait and just watch twenty twenty four stuff. But yeah, um, I that, I definitely think they are, are, should be mentioned because I know a lot of people have touted them this year as someone that has been doing great. Yeah. Sendai Girls, if they would have uploaded, at least quality-wise, we, we said it earlier, would have been up there, definitely. There's a couple of ones, I, I think. Um, but there's... Outside of All Japan, and of course with your Actress Girls, it's not like the promotion, I would say they had a good really great year i think late was really bad this year the, the worst year i stream the problem is there that they just don't have the star power to to carry whatever they have going on yeah um marvelous w was fun but the, the booking uh, was horrible. <laughs> yeah it, it had its fun times but the booking there was horrible yeah, to justify yeah. anything other, and, and the rest is just you know, you know, yeah. I, uh, I shows I don't think Big Japan was good to see. Freedoms was fun, but also not like out of just world in terms compared to all Japan. Yeah, free, uh, I, I know freedoms, uh, have been freedoms always has like these ups and downs throughout the year, and I, I think tw their 2022 was way better than 2023. Um, and I, 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 I sadly wasn't watching that much Deathmatch Wrestling this year. I, I kind of was mad at myself at the end of the year for it. Um, but I, I think Freedom started the year pretty strong. Uh, and from what I know about them, I don't think they kept that momentum going. Uh, and it's just uh, too irrelevant to, to really consider as the promotion of the year. And another promotion that started the year off kind of on the right foot was Glade, but they quickly, quickly lost uh, lost me uh, to the point where I am not, no longer watched them at all. No, um, it's, it's, it's too confusing. You know, it's just said that things changed backstage and it got worse yeah, and worse. Yeah. It, it's 
it's also right now it feels like a, uh, like in 2022 and 2021 they felt like a promotion that had a goal and had a vision for what they wanted wrestling to be and in this this year they have just been so confusing in everything they do and i i the teoc rain for me was very uh down like it started off great but then it quickly died down and i wasn't interested in it i I am not a fan of them uh, of Takahiro Yamamura, them allowing Takahiro Yamamura rest, uh, to wrestle because I think then if he gets hurt again, he might actually be life threatened there because this guy has been hurt so many times now and he is a danger to himself. And I don't think they should let him wrestle just like Noah shouldn't have wrestled, uh, let Kote Bush wrestle. Even though I heard the match went good. I am worried about him wrestling more. Uh, so yeah, especially, uh, especially the style he wrestles. I can understand. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, like, that's the thing you need. You need to hope for the best and trust in him and and Glade here and, and the doctors, of course. Yeah, I, but I don't. I don't trust the Glade. <laughs> that's my. That's my problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, moving on to. Well, one of the big awards, the first big award here, we have Tag Team of the Year. Um, for me, this was a two-horse race. Yeah. With, for me, Ketamihara and Yumawagi etching out from Minori Abe and Takuya Nomura. Ooh, controversial um, take here. I think astronauts didn't have that year that you... The, the, the great tag team here this year compared to the years before. They had a great Ooh. one, of course. Oh, um, shit. I should not listen to this episode. <laughs> but no, no, I, I think they were great. Like, like let's yeah. they were let's great. Um, it's, it's, it, it's just a bit was missing for me this year. But I thought they had the, the really cool match against um, Takeda and Tsukamoto at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. They had yep. this little rivalry against Strong BJ. It was really good. Hey, the rivalry ended. Yeah, of a course. A rivalry that has been going since 2021. <laughs> it ended this year, of course. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, I thought the match against uh, Suzuki Kado was really good from from the Endless Survivor show. They had a really fun one against Hikaru Sato and Hideki Suzuki. Kato's uh, retirement match against them also. Yeah, Kato's retirement match that was also good. But for me, there was just this one great, like like one. They had these these great matches, but Kento and Yuma for me had just maybe not matches on the same level, but they had more of them for me this year. Yeah. Um, I thought the tag team run was fantastic. With the match against um, Kongo with uh, Keno and Minabu Soya. But that was a really cool Kurokno main event. We talked about the Atsuki Awaki Wrestling Ayato defense. I really enjoyed the Voodoo uh, Murders at the Cider Bros match. The oh, Riku yeah. Honda and Yuji Nagata match was, was really good. It was like the best Yuji Nagata match outside of Yuma Awaki defense this year for me and, and the Kento one. They, they had likely the best Minoru Suzuki match of the year. Yeah. Um, together with Hokuto Mori. 
maybe I forgot a Hideki match. Uh, uh, oh, maybe I forgot a Suzuki match, but I don't think he had this many. Um, then, then of course, they had all these tour show matches all the time that just delivered against uh, Ricky Honda and Yuma Ansai, where they had like three 30 minute time draws that were all fantastic. And so on and so on. You, you can you can find so many of them. Um, just atches them out for me a little bit. Yeah, but but for me, these are the two tag teams that stood out. Yeah, I would yeah. guess you have it same, but just the other way around. Um, I do. I definitely had both of these on my list here. Uh, I think I think. Astronauts uh, just edges out uh, over uh, Kento and Yuma. Yes. My main thing there is because Kento and Yuma at the start of the year weren't teaming with each other anymore. They were teaming against each other in one of the best tag team matches of the year, actually. Um, uh, I still think about that when I... uh, Because I still think at the start of the year, like, oh... The, the plan wasn't for them to be uh, going through become the champions because the Yuma and um, uh, Nomura, Nayo and Nomura uh, reign might have gone way longer had it, had it been for uh, hadn't it been for uh, Nayoya getting hurt. Yeah. So I still think about that, uh, and I I just I think I will always give a edge to astronauts because I love them so much as a team. So. They would be my winner, but I have some. Uh, Kento and Yuma are very close, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, another team that is close <laughs> is uh, Teppen, Ashai, and Misamatsui, who ever since they team uh, st- uh, since Teppen formed, and every time these two has have teamed with each other, that has been the best match on the card, uh, unless Mikuano has had a title defense uh, on, on the same card. Them two teaming to teaming together always creates like a show stealer match, and it's always just awesome. <laughs> like I, uh, Teppen is a great, great high speed unit, but these two together, who are basically the best two high speed wrestlers in the company, just go on such a crazy uh, level. And they are the shoe in, like they sh- they have. If they bring back the tag titles, which they should in twenty twenty four, they have to win. Uh, they have to be the first uh, tag team to win them. Yes, you say that, but Asahi betrayed Iceman. So true. I Maybe mean, she deserves nothing. That is, that that is true. Of course, you that know, is. A uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's <laughs> like you know, I, I enjoy Misa when, when I see her. Asahi is also really cool so yeah i, I can um, i can imagine them. whenever i hear something from actress girls it's just miku title defense or tap matches yeah <laughs> i mean you you listen to me and that is like one of the Full biggest be somewhat serious fans on the <laughs> on the planet but yeah um also want to mention that uh if we had seen uh half of the year Team 200KD oh, yeah. would probably be in the running. <laughs> they always are anyway. They had a great, yeah. great fun here. It's just, you know... Well... <laughs> we can't just see how the match. So. I, I, I love how many times 
no uh, Santa Claus will be brought up because they don't upload. <laughs> yeah, what what can I say? I mean, they had. I'm sure they had some great matches. We have nothing. I I just look now on okay, the sole page of Senegal's. I will do it live here. We go back. Oh Jesus. Okay, team two hundred two k. Um, so. Oh yeah, there, there there are some some matches we have not seen. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of matches we have not seen. Oh, there's a yeah, there's a very a lot. Yeah, yeah, it it's it sucks, but yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Twin Little Berries, Ayama Sasmura and Riku Kaiju, yes, had their final run ever this uh, this year, or well, not ever. They may come back one day, but mm, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they they could have they could have had a bigger impact. They they when they won the titles, I was like, oh yeah, now now we're finally getting to it. But then they didn't defend it, and when they were gonna defend it, uh, right before, like ten days before, Vigo Kaiju announced the retirement. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it, it sucks, you know. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's it's a lot with Joshi all the time. It just something happens and out of the blue that changes everything up. With of course schedule and now here retiring or hiatus yeah. or whatever they want to call it. So yeah. Um, another I think still worth shouting out is is, is I I wouldn't consider him as the best tag team or, or like top three, but I think the Cider Bros. Deserve to be a shout out for the latter part of the year they had. Um, YouTube Kobayashi and Daisuke Sakimoto, even though we were just active for six months, they had a great year with many great matches together. That's just rounding up my top four, top five, maybe with, with the twin, twin berries. Yeah. <clears throat> so then we go to match of the year. And that's oh going to be an interesting one. <laughs> oh, oh wait, boy. yeah, okay, never mind, forget it. We we have the same winner for sure. Um Yeah, we definitely have the same winner. Um uh, yeah, I would just say we start off with the winner. Um okay. I, I would <laughs> guess we have both the match from October 12th, 2023, from Minori Abe versus Takoya Nomura from yeah. their cruise show. Yeah, I um I actually uh before we started recording. I was writing my uh, my Voices of Wrestling top ten ballot, and uh, that is number two. That is um, the best worked in ring match I've seen this year. Um, a match that constantly ramps up its violence and goes way beyond a wrestling match and feels like a actual fight at some points of the match. Yeah, definitely. It, it was the perfect example of how two best friends can go and ring with each other and tell a simple but fantastic story. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I could praise this match forever and when the match happened itself, I did hype here in this podcast. You just have these two really good wrestlers they just go out there uh, they just go out there and have these fantastic matches either against each other or, or, in, or at this point here against each other or normally with each other 
and this is like outside of War Japan, maybe the match that created the most hype from many people um, in in the Pearl Gems wrestle in the Pearl yeah. Gems first thing. I so, mean, this match were, was on such an insanely high level that I hijacked. Uh, 20 minutes of my own show about DDT and Dragon Gate to just talk about this match. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> like... it's so you know uh, you you can you can just go over it and it's just so awesome the way they, they work the style this this kind of battle art style with these shoot punches with these shoot cakes with these shoot submissions shoot headbutts for 90 minutes they went out there and just killed each other with Arby picking up the win at the end. Unreal match. If you haven't seen it already, it's a wrestled universe. You need to see it. Like that's yeah. the one match you need to see outside of, of course, the ones you like to have seen anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is the match. My match of the year. Yeah, definitely. And it's 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 definitely the best match of you know the be- the best pro pro gems match and like the top five top three match of the year for me. For uh, as I said, for me, it's my number two overall this year. It's mm-hmm. it just gets beaten uh, beaten off by the Stardom uh, uh, cage match, Wado Tai versus Queen's Quest, and that is that the only reason that is the, the fact is because investment level in that story. Mm-hmm. But other like I will say that this match is the best work rate wise the whole year. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um. Another mention. I have a lot of other mentions, but I will just start with the the next one that is my on my actually on my top ten of like all of wrestling. Uh, Aris Nagajima versus Sari in Seedling on the eighth anniversary show. Um, Sari on a mission to prove that she's still one of the best in the world. She was on that mission ever since she came back in May. Yeah, you know, what, what can you say? It's, it's the best women's match we had, likely, yeah. in, in the short times. Um, we covered Unreal, this is just the style, how they went out there. First of all, shout out to Arisa Nakajima. I hope you get well soon. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, you know, what, what what can you say? It's just great. Sari just came back with a mission and it was just kill everyone in her way. And she had finally found someone on her level in terms of this aggressiveness and this stiffness that you can and get each other and it worked out perfectly. I watched the, it a bit later than most because it was in London at that time. But I, I was blown away. <laughs> I I I remember I remember this whole thing. I, I I remember because when I landed in London the show had just ended and I immediately said sent, sent a message to Velke and Asked asked if the show had uh, ended, and he, he said yes. And he, like, uh, yeah. And then I, I sat on the train. I downloaded the show, and I sat on the on the tube to my hotel. And immediately when I got to my hotel, I checked in. I had gone and bought like snacks before I checked into the hotel, and I sat down in my in my bed and just watched it <laughs> immediately. <Yeah. laughs> I didn't go on anything else i just immediately wanted to watch it without being spoiled and i i love it like i normally don't like watching on my phone wrestling on my phone but this just i had to watch it 
Uh, the last six minutes of this match is the best six minutes of any match, uh, like closing stretch you will see. In, in oh and yeah, I love has, closing stretch, yeah. And it has a relatively small crowd in Corken Hall, like seven hundred fans, losing their fucking minds. <laughs> they are they go insane for that uh, for the final minutes of this match. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was awesome. What can I say? Also, have another honorable mentions. Oh, if I have it, a lot of. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's likely not the, the second best match because, of course. Yeah. Um, there's an obvious one: Ketamihara versus Nakajima from December thirty first. Okay. Was it Did we? Uh, it was wasn't it the thirty first New Year's Eve? Yeah, it was new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would uh, part one count for pure gems? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because part one I have above that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, part part one is from. Okay, just to quickly say it, I think part one was wrestling wise the better match. Part two uh, for me was as I think the crowd wrestling product it was way yeah. better. The entire feeling, the entire. Atmosphere, how Nakajima came out, how Kento looked, and all of that. Of course, with the Nokiaism tribute and all of that. As someone that that's, that that watched this and watches back in the eighties, you know, he matches back and all of that. It was fantastic to see. It was awesome. A uh, great Inoki cosplay for once in our lifetime. That's also something new. Uh, it it yeah. just it only would have worked in all Japan this match, and it was just. As amazing as you would expect it. Um, great match. One of the best matches for me of the year. The best match if it wasn't for Abibis and Nomura. Outside of these three, there's gonna be there's a lot of matches to shout out. Um, yeah. One I want to shout out is um, Fujita Junior Hayato Masaki Moshizuki against Fuminori Abe and Ikuti Daka from the Kurikin Hall show in June. Yeah, from, from Michigan Pro. Yeah. Fantastic match. One of the stiffest matches of the entire year for me. Um, yeah. Then Yakentu uh, Takuya, Kento Mehara Takuya Nomura versus Naoya Nomura Yuma Wagi from Jerry. That was an outstanding tag team match. With... That, this was the runner for, this was my match of the year for uh, until like March, I think. I had this. So good. It, it's the yeah. best tech team match of the year for me. Like, yeah, I think so too. Unreal match. And I even think it was under crowd restrictions still. No, I think it was like just a crowd restrictions that ended or something. And they, because they were loud. No, I no no. I think I think they were able to cheer, but I don't think it was okay. able to. You were not able to sell the full character. That's what. I mean. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I have one uh, that I want to shout out. It, um, it probably isn't uh, like it isn't the best uh, match from uh, uh, from actress girls this year, oh. uh, but I want to shout it shout it out because it's what create what would create you as a fan if you watch it. Like th this is a match that you can watch and you will understand the style and. What they what they do, and that is um, it's free on YouTube. A three way tag: Mari and Miku Ano versus the Royal Koki and Natsuki versus Teppen, Ashai and Misumatsui. 
that is a match where immediately when it ended, I immediately started sending it to people and warning them to watch it because they could get into the, the this is a match that will help you get into the promotion and they i'm so happy they made it free on youtube because it yeah. it's an amazing match to go and watch and if you don't don't leave that match without not liking at least one of the match wrestlers in the in the match you will i don't know i don't understand you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah I would also shout out uh, Aja Kong Sari versus Mika Watami Momono from the yeah. uh, Pink's show, the Hanakimura Memorial show. That was a fantastic one. And Strong BJ, Daisuke Sakimoto, Yuchiko Kobayashi versus Violent Giants, uh, Suchikawa and Suwama from the Old Japan show that we mentioned earlier in June. June? That was yeah. also a fantastic tag match. Uh, one last shout out for me. All of these are just recommendations that you might have missed, like hidden gems, pure gems, if you will. Bolanaki <laughs> um, and Meisterugo, best bros versus CDK, Chris Brooks, and Masahiro Takanashi. The end to the trilogy that started on the mat during the pandemic. And here it ended in uh, Shinjuku Shinkiba? Face. Shinkiba? Oh, I think it was Shinkiba. Either way, the... it, it was a match where you see. The, sh the style that these these two teams started doing against each other during the pandemic being done in a ring, uh, finally. And um, the, it delivers. It, it, it's the, easily the best Gotham move show, uh, match of the year uh, with, where they had a very low year compared to 2022 and 2021. And um, yeah, uh, that is a match that you should just go and watch if you and a lot of people kind of missed it because uh, Gotham Move hasn't had the hype this year that they have had in previous years because the Shoko Pro doesn't really work when pandemic restrictions are lifted. Now, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad and its course, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But definitely watch this one. Um, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure. I, I did not see it, but I can imagine. They have always great chemistry. Yeah. Then, well, we are already in the final three awards, but it's also, of course, the most talked about awards. First of all, we have most outstanding wrestlers. So just to explain it again, it's the best in-ring wrestlers with the best output, male or female. And there are a lot to mention. Um, just, just to just to explain how I decided mine. Um, I have a spreadsheet. I don't have it linked on on Twitter or anything because it's just for me to have fun with it and not to you know people just look at it and you know oh compare ratings or whatever. Uh, but I updated it and of course. I looked up, okay, who are like my top five there from the Pro Gems universe, just in ring wise uh -huh. this year. And I would just say I would go from, from of course, the, the honorable mentions uh, last. So I would start with my winner and your winner. Okay. Well, 
the actual winner is actually tied up with Will Ospreay as my wrestler of the year. Um, not because of their top outputs, top matches in terms of like like having these outstanding matches, but more because they had so many undercard 3.5, 3.75, just like 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 matches that you just combine yeah. them to a great to create rest of the year case and that's from Mihara. Unreal year that he had. He had yeah. the few uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we, we talked about it pretty much. He had the two yeah. Katsuki Nakajima matches. He had the uh, Mihara match uh, together with Nomura against Nayo Nomura and Yumawagi. He had the Yuji Nagata match. He had the, the two Yumawagi run together with Yumawagi. He had so, so much going on over the past year. Did you just can't not choose him as the most outstanding wrestling? No, um, on my sheet for 2023 also, uh, which I no longer have linked on my Twitter. Uh, now I have the 2024 sheet linked on my Twitter yeah. because I I I want people to see my ratings. <laughs> I, no, actually, I just use it to, so that people can see uh, like this the schedule. Actually, like I I am pretty on point with up putting matches on. That I'm gonna watch, uh, and this just it helps. I know a lot of people have, have used my shit to know what matches happen in Dragon Gate and DDT, and because I will always keep that up to date. Uh, but at the end of the year, uh, my top one, I he did he wasn't tied with anyone. He uh, for a long time of the year was at the top from. Uh, forever, it was Kento Miyahara, and for all the reasons you said. Um, and yeah, uh, Ken, Ken, it was a fantastic year for Kento Miyahara, and uh, I, I definitely consider him the best wrestler of the year. Uh, in ring. Yeah, it's, it's tough to argue against him, because he always has this... He may not have these fantastic match of the year contenders normally, just he had like three. This you know, year, that... yeah. Yeah, it's you know you can't take this year as a typical Kenta Mahara year in terms of top yeah. match. Just normally he does not have these that many, especially those that don't get the side. Because if we just look at you know it's it's cage match after all, right? Um, but we, if you just look at cage match, uh, his his best two matches ever all time in cage match have been the two Nakajima matches this year. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm sorry. It's no, not, it's not even true. Um, it's like two of his top five matches. The, the, the best one is the the eight-man tag from Kensuke Office. Again, with, where he teams with Sasaki, um, um, Okita, and Nakajima against Ito, Oki, Kenta, and Kobashi. Oh. It's this 55-minute one. Yeah, that, but, that but if is, you um... even or just look at the Dave ratings, he got his two first five star matches this year, uh, and all of that. He had so many fantastic matches that normally he has fantastic matches in terms of consistency. But in this year, he had this consistency and of top the match of the year contenders. Do, do you remember? Like the best year ever. Do you yeah. remember our theory about? Um... Dave Meltzer only watching Kento Miyahara matches <laughs> in <North> Japan. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think we, I think I think we talked about it. Um, 
like when we were looking at the star ratings, we just saw that oh, all of these star ratings are just matches with Kento Miyahara. <laughs> yeah, and Ultraman, yeah, it's just just Kento Miyahara match. I think the only one yeah. that he he rated out like last year outside of a Kento Miyahara match in Ultraman was the Yuma Anuagi versus Nakajima match. The rest is just Kento yeah. Miyahara. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I, I, I just, uh, it's it's really funny because Dave is a guy that... Uh, he's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a funny guy with his star ratings. And, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of promotions that he just ignores even though they get hyped. I, like, I don't think he has given uh, watched uh, or like given the star rating to Abe versus Namura, even though I know a lot of people have sent him that. I, I, yeah, I sent him to you. Yeah. So he's it, it, a funny guy. Um, but yeah, Kendo Miyahara, their career, uh, uh, like, I would, I would, I, I haven't seen his whole career, so I can't throw his best career year at uh, 2020. But for me, this was his, the best year I've seen of him. Yeah, definitely. It was at least the best year since the pandemic started. For sure, and I mean, it was a it was a very strong year throughout. Like he kept that going from the start of the year to the end, yeah. and that yeah. and that is of course a, a sign of a most outstanding wrestler. Um, yes, hundred percent. And well, yeah. some honorable mentions for you. Okay. Um, well, the obvious one, Yumawagi. Yeah. What's he? What, what kind of held him back from taking over Kento is that he pretty much didn't do much when Kento did a lot, especially at the end of the year and towards like the, the middle of the year. And something else is also that a lot of his great greatest matches was involved with Kento. All of them, except for the Nekajima one, yeah. Uh, the the Honda uh, title defense. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, this is his title defense always had. We we come to that MVP talk, of course. Yeah, is his title defense is always where like just great, good, really good, but just this this outstanding match was missing. Yeah, well, he got it, but he dropped the belt in that match. So. Yeah, Yuma makes sense. Um, I have also a most outstanding wrestler nod for Fuminori Abe. Abe and Nomura, yeah. Okay. And Nomura, of course, but mostly Abe this year. Uh, other years, I would have said Nomura would have been higher, but the, uh, Nomura had been kind of taking a step back this year. He hasn't been that much uh, that active in the singles uh, role. Like, I, I can't recall a big singles match Nomura had outside of the Kento Mihara uh, title defense. No, yeah, and, and the, the RB1, of course. Yeah. And the, and the RB1, of course. Um, yeah. But I just think Abe has had a stronger. Most, most of his matches have been against, um, have been with. It's it's similar to to Kanto and Yuma, pretty much. But like, Nomura's yeah. best most of Nomura's best matches also count into Kanto's case and count into Abe's case as well. And Abe has these yeah. more, more big time singles matches. Yeah, and Abe wrestles like in these like, wait. Like small indies where he suddenly has a, like a four star match with someone, some random dude 
no, no one has ever heard of before. <laughs> like he he can go and like have like really fun matches in like in front of like fifty people, and no one knows it until until like someone posts a link to it and like oh oh that happened that's awesome. Like yeah. he had this like great match with Odishiba in burst. <laughs> Uh, there's just a lot of a lot of small matches. Like he, when he was in the, over in WXW, he had a lot of great matches there. I didn't he win the Ambition Tournament, which is like their shoot style tournament. He he just is a is a guy that wrestles all wrestled all over the place and was a highlight throughout the year uh, in in the in that in the most outstanding role for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another one, I think his problem is just that he missed out six months, but he's still like really up there. Is Yuji Kobayashi? Yeah, he had these first six months that were just outstanding, incredible. That you, you know, need to have in this conversation. Um, you know, like like I said, him being upset, upset for like now. The past half year cost him pretty much his case for the good and bad, of course. Um, because of course he deserves his his hiatus if he wants to, you know. Yeah, nothing, nothing to say against it. Um, how do you feel about Yuya Oki? Because I wrote him down because I think he had these great matches all the time. Yeah, but, and it, it's I kind of, I kind of. But he, the but prob- it, it I kind of like lost all interest in Big Japan after uh, Okobayashi yeah. left. Not gonna lie, like I only watched as- astronaut matches after that. Like I watched on very little of Yoyoki after uh, Okobayashi left. Because yeah, because it felt like he should be in the conversation, but somehow he isn't. Because yeah. something is so, missing in his twenty twenty three that makes someone set out. Someone else that. In previous years, have been very high running on the like independence in, in the most outstanding role is uh, Shigehiro Iria. And this year, he has not. I don't know what he has been doing this year. Like, he has not been. It, it's rare. It, it's weird because, like, he is in one of my favorite matches of the year versus Chris Brooks. But that was. Uh, but that was like the only thing I could re- remember Iria doing in the. Tw- uh, and that is weird because in 2021 and 2022 he was a, such a big highlight of the indie scene you, you notice that he wrestled a lot outside of Japan this year yeah and that that is of course a problem for me because I don't I, I rarely watch stuff uh, from like Germany or especially the US indie scene so yeah that it's weird. Uh, I just it was something I I was noticing when I was uh, thinking about this award because in other years he has always been in the running for most outstanding. Uh, How in, do you feel about the, the the females? Which Joshi has the case for you? Um, sorry, <laughs> so, yeah. so, sorry. Like every match she has been involved in since she came back it has just been amazing on a work rate level. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, she, sorry. She, she is the one that stands out the most. For, for me, the other one is Hashimoto. I think her yeah. year went under the radar completely. Yeah, well, half of it. half of it we can't see. So, 
<laughs> because if, if I just look at my strategy, she's only a bit behind of um, of Sari. Part of it is, of course, that uh, the, the Mirai match and the Shuri match in Stalin that she yeah. had, both of them have been fantastic. Uh, she, she had a one against Miyamomono in Marvelous, for example. I really enjoyed the, of course, the, the Sari match she had. Uh, then she had one with you against Jun, uh, Junakiyama and Minoru Suzuki. That was fantastic, in my opinion. The Natsupoi one, so she clearly has a case, but for me, it's just not enough to get to the top. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, there, I wish we could have seen uh, more of her year because I know a lot of the matches. I'm only... sure there's like at least two or three more four yeah. plus matches. Yeah, same. I, I, I agree there. Um, there's, yeah. Um, I, I want to shout out, uh, what's, I had, I had it just in front of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking Miyuki Tikase. Mostly because of her, mo mostly because of her, like, just always being a highlight on the independent scene. But of course, this year, the mo the big one that really stands out to me is the Emi Sakura match, oh, which yeah. was just amazing. And I I think again, Miyuki Takase would have uh, been higher because I know a lot of her matches was also inside the yours, <laughs> but she was ranked up very high on my top on my Joshi uh, rest of the year, my women's rest of the year list. Uh, but Hashimoto was like on tenth, uh, and Sari is number one from there on work rate wise. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think I can. Uh, Fujita Junior Ayato should also get oh, a yeah. honorable mention here. Um, it might be his last uh, active year, so and he made the most out of it. And I thought I thought it was it was, it was always such a like you have to watch watch him. Yeah, the, the thing with him is just, you know, that, that it's, he has it's, to work a bit, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, he has to work a bit safe. And I think he, he, he doesn't work as much as the others to, to have like this case of many great matches, even though for Suri it was enough, of course, because Suri, yeah, is, 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 with Suri is also the case that we see like all of them, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, then we go to the top two. Joshi MVP and male MVP. I would say we kick off with Joshi MVP. And for me, I said it before the show to you. That was by far the toughest decision for me. Yeah. I still struggle to say who I would pick. Because uh, do, do you have your winner in mind? I so since it's MVP, yes. Because for my for my when I give rest of the year, I always take out take mo, uh, most outstanding and MVP into the same thing, kind of. Yes. Which was why I gave it to Sari, um, because she had uh, in the like when I made my own awards, uh, just for all of wrestling, I gave Sari Women's Wrestler of the Year because. On a work rate wise and on an interest level wise, she was the one that kept me the most uh, interested throughout the year. 
and she also had the work rate to prove why she was the best women's wrestler of the year. But since this is MVP, and MVP, I always think who meant the most to their promotion, I I have to go with Miku Ano, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that the whole goal of Actors Girls right here was to make Miku Ano the, the, their top champion the, and bring back the title and gave her like a fantastic run and they it succeeded and like every as i said earlier every match of her every defense she had the opponent made sense the opponent's motivation to beat her made sense and was a a, a great part of it miku ano asked asked this like ace that was always being targeted by the other members of the roster was so good and every build to the title matches felt important and must watch and the title matches were felt must watch and they did great business in Shikiba first ring and Ikork and then for a promotion like actors girls who is a promotion you don't really expect a lot of people would go to the shows for but if you look at if you look at the crowds they got for some of the Shikiba first ring shows and for some of the Korkins it got a lot of people in there, way more than other Joshi Indies gets. Unless you're like, have like it, their cards stacked with legends. Yeah, that's that's yeah that that I I can understand the case. So, in my head, I went through the names and I will list out what names I have, and then of course the last one will be who I now decide is the winner. Uh, first of all, I went through Mia Momono's case. Uh, she won the free WA World Championship in a fantastic match, had a good build-up story and was built around the first six months, first kind of eight months, with the great match against Hashimoto, Nakajima, Asuka, uh, Nagajima and all of them. And then dropped the belt to Ozaki in, for me, a bad match, but I know people liked it. And then kind of dropped off for the last four months. And her biggest point against her being the MVP is for me just that he never that she never felt like the ace or like the top girl in her promotion. Because the, it was the last the last couple of months was also very low. Yeah, of course. And then the last couple of months were also not really good. But but that's that, that's a problem with a lot of them. Um I went through Venice case, who was champion in Wave and Sendai Girls. But then both she never felt like relevant enough to carry either promotion to a level where I would say, okay, she's the MVP. So Reese's case is built around mainly because of the in-ring work and how she elevated the scene as a whole. Yeah. But that dropped off after two to three months because after she dropped the belt, uh, after she won the belt, she pretty much did nothing. I mean, she did stuff, of course. She had a great match, but it's not like she... Well, the, the hype quickly died down a bit because she got the old Japan, the old Japan match. Uh, the old Japan match was good. I think the the Riku Kaichi match was good and all of that. But yeah, just, yeah, uh, I, I understand she, your it, point. The, the, the hype around her and her I, as, as I said, her her like most the the way the reason why she would be women's rest of the year would be for her work rate uh, for just the matches. Uh, and then being on such a high scale, like mo uh, I have, like if we go through Joshi rest of the year, uh, the Joshi matches of the year, 
I think like my top 20 would have like four sorry matches. <laughs> so at least, at least. At least, yeah. So yeah, uh, continue. I, I, I just mentioned all of the people you just mentioned I had on my I was considering. But yeah. Yeah. The another one I had is um it, it's just just not enough cases of Yukihashi because she carried Ice Rim in a tough year. It was pretty much the sun be between all these dark clouds over the promotion. But the problem just is that Ice Rim is still not in a good 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 light and I don't think Ibuki did enough carry to yeah. help then on another level. I could see it happening this I, year in 2024. I think she, it would have been a bigger impact if it was her that be, uh, beat uh, Arno for the title. Yeah, for sure. Because she needs these, these, these style power wins in the yeah. final matches. Uh, then I'm left over with Arisa Nakajima and Chihiro, Chihiro Hashimoto. And the, the arguments for Hashimoto are just her incredible well ma matches and that she Pretty much carried semi golds, even though she didn't have anything to do with the main scene all the time in other promotions, especially with her run in stardom, with her matches against Sari, for example, with her matches in Marvelous against Mia Momono and all of that. And she constantly drew well enough and created interest. But for me, the women's MVP in terms of overall is Arisa Nakajima. Because, like I said earlier, for me, she had two of the best feuds of the year. She carried yeah. set, uh, Seedling as the ace in the first eight months, then dropped the belt in a match of the year contender. But unlike the others, she was still in a focal point for the final four, four months. Um, also represented, um, kind of represented Seedling in Sukiban as a world champion. Uh, so there's so much upside with her that she feels like the only one that did something for the really like the entire 12 months it's she it's tough even even if you count in other promotions other church promotions to find a real joshi mvp yeah i don't think anyone from tgpw has a case uh because i don't i don't here. think anyone from tgpw or stardom had the case this year yes julia has I, yeah if anyone then has Julia simply because she was because she's Julian always in the focus. there's like no real contender like you had last year with Shuri, for example, where you're just like, Oh yeah, they are the MVP. We we can move on, right? The thing is, uh Shuri had a had a case for most outstanding uh stardom wrestler. Yeah, as well, yeah, because Shuri's just insane. Yeah, um no, no it's like yeah. Th this year you had no nothing like that. Neither in in Stardom teaching PW or in the Pure Gems promotion. Did you watch enough Pure J to consider Hanako Nakamura? Because I know a lot of Pure J watchers would I say her. Did. I I did. The, the thing about uh, Nakamura is, is um similar to what um. Similar to the Arisenaka, uh, Arisenaka, uh, Ibuki Hashi problem, which just it never felt like Pure J got elevated due to her. Yeah. 
of yeah. the course of year. And, like it kind of did, but not like on a way that you would expect someone to to have this MVP run. Similar for Ayako Sato in Diana or, or Umezaki, both of the, the world champions. Yeah. Well, haven't Umezaki defended the title since she won it? She won. She defended in August. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> I mean, she has one against Nagi coming up. That's at least something. The second defense in like nine months. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, but but just for her, it's it's a similar thing that just the, the promotion itself didn't get elevated enough for her to really say, okay, she should get this this MVP award. She's yeah. maybe consideration, maybe more than the Puki, but I didn't watch QJ as much as in the final six months. Yeah, but yeah, no, cool. it's, it's for me Arisa Nakajima for the reasons I mentioned. Yeah, understandable. Uh, Arisa Nakajima was my half year uh, uh, yeah. a winner there, so I, it's completely understandable. I, I just think that uh, in the in the end there wasn't like the last couple of months she didn't do that much for me, uh, but I, I like for me it it was just a clear choice because. Miku Ano was a champion for the whole year, and she was a focal point of the whole year. Yeah, and for sure. She had the best title reign. For me, she had the best world title reign in all of wrestling last year. So, Yeah, it, I, it, was, it was kind of a weird year in terms of booking title reigns and all of that. Oh, well, you're talking to the Tom Nakano fan, so you, I understand the, what you're talking about. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, get to the rest of the year and the, uh, for mail. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Um, so male MVP likely the most prestigious Pure Gems Award. <laughs> if we can't have any snakes here, um, well, I would just say we go straight up like we did last time, and I would just just go through. The thing is, this time, I don't know who you have as a winner. Because for me, similar uh, to the women's one, there's like no clear standout. I mean, there, there's lo- one between the two Old Japan guys for me. You could like it. Okay. Um, I would just say I'm throwing names. Or do you have someone else other than you more? Can I... I, I... Honestly, couldn't think of anyone else who has meant more to their promotions than Human Kento. So okay, I would, I would be interested in to hear. But before we go to them, okay, I would just throw yeah. in names and you will give your take on that. Okay. Katsu Kunakajima. <laughs> mm, how no. how you just his his final three months? You know, he uh, would not think he has any big kids. I, I can't. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am I, I love Katsuhiko Nakajima. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything in Noah before the Kento feud started. Correct. And when and then the Kento feud started and he would he was doing something there and it, it, then it started to be clear that he was kind of le- uh, he was hinting at, at leaving. Then he had the great Kento match uh, and then he left. Uh, yeah, and how after. how how high would you rate his final two months that he had of this year? Uh, final not high. Uh, like, 
not high at all, uh, in my opinion. Um, I just, I, 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 di I didn't really like him and Hokuto uh, in the tag, tag okay. league. I thought it was fine. I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I thought the final was great, but like other than that, all of it, all of it was felt pretty forgettable. And that would be the only thing other than him winning the title and going to uh, Yuyogi with it, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I can agree on that. I think his final two months helped Old Japan get on the next level. But there's, there's, yeah, I get that from mm -hmm. missing. And I, yeah, I would, if his run continues like that in old Japan, even for the next only like six to eight months, he would be considered for me as an MVP, as top champion. I think he has definitely potential this year. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. 2024. Yeah, I, I agree there. But for 2023, no. I don't, I, I don't see it. Okay. Then the next name I have written down is Yuji Kobayashi. For me, he has these first six months, the first six great months as the ace, and then he just disappeared. And he has enough for me to be at least considered because, of course, he's a fantastic yeah. drawn ace. But just, you know, the final six months are missing. It's uh, the reverse Yuya Oki who had like pretty solid first five months and then he was the ace for this like last six months. Yeah. So if you have like someone who started the year and ended this year as an ace in Big Japan, then you can make at least a at least an argument for it. Yeah. Uh, but the, then again, like I don't like giving that award to like half of people that only were active half, yeah, for half correct, a year. Correct, correct. Um, Otherwise, how, yeah, how I, about Nagata for the first six months in for the first like 10 months or so in, in Old Japan? Uh, yeah. Considering he was the guy on top when Old Japan got hot, definitely deserves to be at least mentioned. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely should be mentioned. I agree there. Um, Seahawk? Man, the interest <laughs> level in Glade fell down so much after, under like, after, like, yeah, under Teahawk. But I don't think it was Teahawk's fault, to be fair. Yeah, then, no, 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 it wasn't. I think he was like, 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 he was really, but he was a good champion. He was the, he was a good ace. He, Represented his, his promotion well. The problem just is everything around it. It's like you, yeah. you cannot have just a good champion when everything around it falls apart. I, I would actually, champion. I will actually, if we're talking about Glaze, I would count Hayato Tamura as more in, more integral to the promotion than Tiok. Uh, yeah, I uh, can understand it this year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one thing that uh, uh, is so funny with the Tiok reign is just the way Shuji Ishikawa knows so to finish to their title match. <laughs> That was a weird one, yeah. <laughs> I I remember that so well. Like I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that is a clear proof. Uh, oh, that was so funny. But yeah, I, I would consider if we were talking about late MVP, I would say Hayatomura is a big one. The tag title reign, which was really good in my opinion, and then 
him winning the title just makes sense. Do you have another one? Because are you down? Uh, I think if, if we go into freedoms, uh, there the, the problem there is just whenever someone started to have like good rain, it, it just somewhat ended with. Um, I would. Uh, I think I would give you. Yeah. I would give um, uh, Big Japan's deathmatch uh, champion uh, currently. Yuki Shikawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuki Shikawa, a, a shout out because I thought yeah. when uh, he w won the title, I, I I was checking out some of the the title defenses, and I thought they were pretty good. Like the dive, the Daijo match was amazing in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but I uh, yes. but yeah, I I, I think. I, I hope I honestly hope he holds the, the big Japan that much title for for all of 2024 because I think then we can have a clear death match rest of the year because he has the potential to do that but I also think that there is someone that could become the death match wrestler of 2024 and that is goddamn Masashi Takeda <laughs> yeah um and yeah Masashi Takeda ended the year very strong with the Torsigura match which as we both mentioned, uh, is like the best deathmatch of 2023. So I would, uh, I would almost count him as a uh, honorable mention here because the Yunkasai match, the El Desperado, and uh, the match where he teams with Rina Yamashita versus El Desperado and Yunkasai is awesome. And then he does like a lot of other stuff. Uh, the the Takeo uh, Takayuki Ueki. Uh, return match was awesome. I remember that match. Yeah, th there's a lot of there's a lot of matches from Takeda uh, that yes. you can throw out there. Actually, yeah, the, the thing is just, of course, if you just look at the world champions, um, uh, Hirata, who started off with with Kuran, got injured in the biggest yeah. match of his career. That sucked, yeah. and of course, uh, towards the Jura's second run kind of felt flat because of it, and ended. Yeah, so a bit bit rough here to, to predict to name someone there. Uh, Jun Kasai always has some kind of case simply because of his strong power. True, <laughs> he always has I, a case. I, look, like, just uh, look at Lord Xmas, uh, it's going uh, always yeah, has uh, like some kind of case, uh, but otherwise, there's no one really from me. Outside, of course, the top two, and I would say you start off with your winner, and I continue. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to choose between these two, but uh, in the end, I had to go for Kento. Um, he started the year with the title. Uh, he won, like he, he won the tag title at the start of the year. Also, that there at the at the start of the year, he was the clear MVP, uh, and then. He just kept getting uh, the more interesting matches. He kept the Nakajima matches came in, and then the run just kept uh, like like the whole year, as we talked about in most outstanding, just felt like Kento's year. And at, at the same time, it was like Kafe White. It wasn't really like it was a yeah. Kento loses all his big matches. Here. But who? But then again. Who uh, like who may main event the Yogi show where uh, the first Yogi show 
I was Ken though. It, it was his anniversary show, yeah, but it was, he still made a medal. Uh, like this guy, I, I, for me, I think Kento Miyahara is just as much of a drawing power for all Japan as Nakajima or Nagata was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I get that. Um the thing is why it's 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 Kento. Um partly it's just because you you just always talk about him. Yeah. Like, you you can't talk about all Japan without Kento Mihara. You can talk about, I don't know, for example, um, you can talk about Glade, for example, without mentioning T-Hawk. You can talk about any other promotion without pretty much most of their, but like Kento and All Japan is just a special connection. It's like Tanahashi and New Japan and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is with Back then at the at the half year awards, we sat. If Yuma Awagi, he just won the belt, I think. There, um, yeah. if Yuma Awagi can have a great title reign until the end of the year with big matches, he could overtake Kento. What do you think stopped him from doing so? Aside from um, what Kento did, but just simply from what he did, because pretty much he beat Yuji Nagata, he beat Satoshi Kojima. He beat Suwama, he beat Ryuki Honda, and then lost the belt in November after four months. Why do you think creatively it was not like he was able to overtake Kanto? I mean, I, I, I would say he, he had the best, better Triple Crown title reign this year of the two of them. Like, Kanto held it, the title this year, of course. Uh, that was, of course, a title reign that kept going from 2022, but he had three defenses uh, this year. And oh, yeah, them... oh, yeah, okay. No, I'm talking about uh, they can't. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, no, yeah. I forgot, forgot about the first human match. I really see. Yeah. yeah, and um, it, it, it really is just, um, I, I would say Yuma Yagi had the best triple crown title right this year, but I there was also like this looming. Like immediately when Katsuhiko Nakajima came out to confront Kento after after a great, uh, I, I forgot to mention it in my honorable mentions, but uh, Yuma Yagi uh, beating Kento Miyahara uh, on the twenty first of October is one of my honorable mentions for the match of the year. Um, oh, okay, I, I thought your moment of the year because I think I think I think that match sums up Yuma Yagi's MVP case so well. Yeah, yeah. So, so it happened so good, and then nothing happened afterwards. Yeah, th that that's my uh, thing here is that like, Yuma immediately when Katsuhiko Nakajima came into the picture, Yuma came became like a afterthought. Like yeah. it was clear that, that that what they were building to was Kanto and uh, Nakajima. And yeah, for for you, sure, and it's understandable decision, of course. It's sucks for Yuma at least short term because now he's like pretty much gonna be the, on the side for a bit at least until the Tampa Carnival likely where he likely will get his hopefully his win back over Nakajima yeah hopefully um now he's it's just he had these four months in his glory now he's it's just it went back back to Kanto which pretty much sums up always all Japan 
know, <laughs> you can yeah. you can be whatever you want. It always goes back at the end to Kenta Mihara. Yeah, and like that's a, like it's okay because Kenta Mihara is one of the best wrestlers in the world. It's like it's like the whole Okada pro problem of New Japan. <laughs> like it will go back to Okada, but like I forgive him because it's Okada. And, and I feel the same way here about Kento. Like I, like I, I love you, Mawiyagi, but it's still Kento. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's Kento and Aura. It's 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 tough to be against him. He's the best wrestler, the most consistent wrestler, the one of the biggest draws, one of the most popular wrestlers. He has one of he has the Aura. He is always the focal point. He's the talk. He's the guy you always talk about. It's tough yeah. to be against him, and I think we have both chosen the right winner here. Yeah. Wow. So, to sum up all of our winners once again, uh, Rookie of the Year, we both chose Yuma Ansai. Yeah. Most improved. Both we chose the Cider Bros. Moment of the year for me was Takeda winning the King of Freedom World title for you. Uh, for me, it was uh, Yumaragi winning the Triple Crown from Nagata. Uh, best major show for me was then Takuya Nomura and Fuminori Abri show. And for me, it was Senegal's Korokin from, from the uh, 5th of November. Yep. Feud of the year. For you, our story was for you the Miku Ano title reign, and for me it was Katsuki Nakajima versus Kentamehara. Yeah. Promotion of the year for us both was All Japan. Tag team of the year for me, Kentamehara Yuma Oagi. For you, the astronauts. Yeah. Match of, match of the year, Fuminori Abe and Tokuya Nomura for us both. Most outstanding wrestler, Kentamehara. Joshi MVP for me, Arisa Nakajima. For you, Miku was, was it Miku Ano? Miku Ano. Miku Ano. Yeah, yeah Miku Ano. And MVP, both Kintamehara. So, yeah. we are towards the end of the podcast. Did you want to say, um, I did my predictions on last night's show. Do you want I, to add some predictions? I want to make the prediction that on when I return in the half-year award, Peps will agree with me about Actress Girls nominees. <laughs> because he will watch Actress Girls. Okay, that that is the deal. Okay, I will watch Actress Girls. I will come back on the, on the Half Year Award if you watch Actress Girls on the, so that you also can give opinions on it. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds like a good prediction. <laughs> Do you have any other predictions outside of that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my prediction is that um, Katsuhiko Nakajima will probably hold the title until after the champion carnival, he might drop it to um, to uh, the winner, who I hope will be either Kento Miyahara or Yuma Ansai. Oh, yes. I, um, I think... I, I think the Kanosuke Takeshita uh, uh, run in All Japan will just be one match. <laughs> Sorry to say, uh, I think there will come no enough. There will be no official 
like big purchase of all japan by wwe they might do more like matches like the charlotte dempsey one but there will yes. be no there will be no like wwe presents all japan pro wrestling nxt uh all japan pro wrestling no nothing like that everyone who keeps fear-mongering about it is fucking idiots um i think uh, sorry will uh Continue with the Beyond the Sea tag title, uh, 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 champion uh, title. I mean, a uh, big title, and uh, I, I have a feeling that Seedling will become the promotion of Sari now that Aris Nakajima is hurt, and she will bring in more people to wrestle. To hopefully, hopefully, uh, Ayako Amara who returned on the Arisen. Uh, the final today, but that is not a official prediction. That is a wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I I gave out my actress girls uh, predictions on the latest episode of Actress Stage, so you can go back and listen to that there. Yes, promote all your stuff, please. Yeah, yeah, and of course. Um, we also did the Dramatic Dream Dragons uh, year-end awards. Uh, earlier this week, it, or no, it came out. It came out like yeah, I think it was last week. It came out. Uh, it, it we we did basically all the stuff we just did, uh, you and me, but for uh, Dragon Gate and TDT, and that was very fun. Uh, I was not invited. No. <laughs> no, you were not. The five Dragon Gate shows I've watched in a year didn't count as much to, to have an opinion on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, de definitely check out my other stuff because I, I have talked a lot about uh, my my 2023 as a whole for all my both my other shows, uh, but just about the, the, those two promotions. But yeah, yeah. I uh, hope be back uh, i will probably yeah, yeah. be back um i have a feeling that i will be able to uh, come back for the january review because i have watched way more wrestling than i expected to do already this year uh but yeah yeah it, it, i i don't we, we can talk it after i don't have anyone planned yet i wanted to ask god but if you want to do it you can do it sure yeah we'll see um thank you <laughs> yeah no it's yeah, yeah, all good. So, of course, check out his Sandra's podcast on the Five Star Network. Both um, the Actress Girls one is just YouTube exclusive. Yeah, that's a YouTube exclusive, just like No Limit. Correct. No Limit is the show from Dylan, who was on on for the this December review. Uh, together with Shabby, they don't do much recently, but they will upload the show soon again. I hope so. Yeah. Then we have Wrestle Update, which is a show from another Dylan, um, where they mainly talk about North American wrestling. Yeah, uh, WWE and then, uh, well, they've covered a lot of random shit <laughs> lately. Yeah, but mostly, mostly WWE and uh, AEW. I think they were going to do their their year end reviews, with, uh, which was pretty wild, according to Dylan, when he, I talked with him about it. Then, of course, we have Sonic Quest, uh, Dylan and Alex the two most chaotic stardom podcasters out there talking about stardom. Um, Maybe Sonny was right. 
<laughs> maybe yeah that's that's all we gotta say so, sony's always right especially about this no no i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> now but, but check but check these two out one of the most entertaining podcasts they are able to create amazing content out of nothing's shows and it's it's incredible otherwise i think that's all the shows we have on the feisty network we also of course have the website is online again you will find interviews there especially with dragon gate wrestlers uh, go back and listen uh, yeah. to the Chris Brooks interview because I found out this week. <laughs> go back to listen to the Dramatic Dream Dragons uh, interview with Chris Brooks because I found out this week that a quotes from that interview was po- put on post wrestling, and I had no idea about it until almost six months after it happened. <laughs> yeah, you, you should definitely check that out. It was a fun interview. Yeah, that, uh, that, that was point, uh, course, that was definitely stop. my proudest uh, moment of 2023. Uh, was interviewing Chris Brooks when he and, was the champion. <laughs> well, if you want to check out my content, of course, perhaps on the wrestling on Twitter, you know my stuff. I write for wrestling purists most of the time. Uh, of course, you are listening to Pure Gems. If you want to check out the other episodes, they are always on Spotify or Apple Apple Music. I'm I'm forcing the Five Star Network admins mods i don't know to upload the shows as well on youtube now so that will be a thing then of course i'm often on other podcasts as well i i'm gonna be on the scott's podcast to review the uh, reason show if you don't want to wait on my opinion on that show if not of course we will review it in february and with that, oh, yeah, I, I can't blocked. Wait. I bought. I bought the paper earlier this week. <laughs> I bought it as well. I watched my show legally. And <laughs> that being said, <laughs> that being, I'm, I'm at least paying New Japan World. Uh, that being, said, <laughs> that that being said, I'm thank you all for listening to this to this episode to the awards. Two and a half hours, shorter than ex- expected to be because it was always long because they have so much to talk about. Um, and, well, we will see us in likely two weeks again for the first episode of the year. We have a lot to talk about, of course. Old Japan, Glade has the show and all of that. So much to talk about. I can't wait. And until then, please continue to support the Fiverr Network. Thank you all for listening and bye-bye.